It is Friday, April 8th, 2022. This is Baseball Today. It is presented to you by Muggsy Jeans. I'll tell you why I love those babies coming up in just a second. That's my man, Trevor Plouffe, wearing his crespy baseball sweatshirt. Very nice. I am Chris Rose. Uh, I, I didn't order my Seth Beer jersey in time. What a way to wrap up opening day, huh? I love it. Uh, coming up in that situation, like you, th- you don't want to think about Homer too much. You want to just kind of get that run in. But man, when that thing came off his bat, he knew it. Yeah. And opening day, you hit your Homer. Your mind is racing. Can I be an MVP this year? I don't know. Maybe that's what he was thinking last night in his uh, at his house. I believe I read that he is the first rookie to hit a walk off Homer on opening day, which is pretty damn cool, and to do it on National Beer Day. I mean, come on now, pour one out for him, big boy. And all I got were tweets about how excited Jake must be. Yes, yes, Jake snakes. And you know what? Those Padres are probably like, man, I wish uh, Taylor Rogers was active for this game. Well, he was he made the flight. <laughs> he was there. They just didn't want to use him because he had thrown a pen the day before. Yeah, well, like, that's why they got him. OK, right. They're like, damn it, Minnesota. <laughs> well, great they should have said the PJ or something, right? All right, so let's get to it. Uh, Much more action on Friday, including the Yankees and Red Sox. But the bigger news for the Bronx Bombers is that GM Brian Cashman came out less than two hours before first pitch and said, we did not get an extension done with Aaron Judge. We offered him seven years for $213 million. It would have started after this year where we would have tacked on his arbitration number that he wanted for 21 mil. It would have taken the total package to eight years and 234 and basically publicly aired out his best player in the face of the franchise. What's your take on it? That's my take. Why are you airing it out? Why are you putting hard numbers out there? People don't need to know that. Everyone just needs to know, hey, we didn't come to an agreement. We look forward to you know doing this again maybe after the season. That's it. That's all you got to say. Putting hard numbers out there, all he's trying to do, that's a negotiating tactic. He's making people you know, kind of hate Judge right now. Like, why would you do that to your best player on opening day? Do you think day? that backfires? It or do could. You think- and plus, we have an arbitration case looming. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that's never fun. So, the, you know. They're $4 million apart, by the way. It's not like they're seven hundred grand. they are $4 million apart. It's fine. Look, they made their offer. He didn't take it. That's all that needs to be said. Let's mm-hmm. stop airing this all out in the public. It's it just doesn't make any sense, okay? Like, we just went through a lockout. We saw the strain between the players and ownership. Like, let's not do this on opening day. Well, I think, um, I think it's a poor play tactically by Cashman and the Yankees. I'm shocked. So I usually try to use Michelle as a barometer to see how things work because she's not inside baseball right she follows the game she watches a lot of the stuff but she's not digging in deep into the weeds like we are so i just said well what do you think about him you know turning down 213 mil she's like oh that is disgusting she goes you know i said well what do you think you know about the gm telling everybody she's like what that didn't come from a report i said no it come it came from the gm she goes "Ooh, that's dirty that's dirty I was like, yeah. So she doesn't like either side. (laughs) So she goes, if it, but if it resonates with her that the organization kind of did him wrong, then I can only imagine how Judge feels and everything. I just, it's kind of gross. Here's the thing it wasn't like it was just like a reporter asking him a question. Like he said a press conference, he made an announcement going live at this time. Like, come on, man. 
Well, sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta swallow your pride a little bit and just say, look, let's let's get this season. This season right now is what matters. Yeah. Okay. And for people that sit there and say, well, I mean, Aaron Judge should be lucky that he plays baseball for a living. Nope. It's not about luck. It's about God given talent, hard work, honing your craft. Uh, these are highly specialized skills. And that's just the, those are the facts. And if he thinks he is worth more in the open market and wants to test that at age 30 or whatever he'll be at the end of the season, who are we to stop him? Who are we you to know, stop I him? I don't like to talk money on this show because it's just a, it's a complex issue. Well, it's a complex, but you know what? You got to be, sometimes you got to be big boys and big girls about it and yeah. say, you know, I always say this people. Well, uh, Tim Tebow is not a first rounder. He was because the Denver Broncos saw him as a first round pick. It only takes one team to give Aaron Judge $275 million to make him a $275 million player. Whether you think it, I think it, doesn't matter. It only takes one team. And if he thinks there's at least one team that will offer him significantly more money than the Yankees just did, then go get it. Yeah, it's it's it just needs to be in perspective, and it's very hard for people to put that into perspective. If you're really good at your job and you know you're worth more. Uh, it's the same. I understand the levels. He's like, why I hate talking about it because yeah, 30 and a half, 30 and a half million dollars. I get it. It's not 30 and a half. What is it, like 30.1? They said it was going to come out to a year. Whatever. Again, see, I talk about that and people are like, you're crazy. What's the difference? So look, both sides judge said, no, they offered him. That's it. Play ball. That's what I think. Okay. Let's move on. More games. Are you more interested? Check out LA's star studded lineup. Friday in Colorado or the Phillies new look lineup against the Oakland A's. This one's really not fair to the Dodgers because obviously their, their lineup is awesome, but like this is new and shiny. We want to see the new Phillies look and they're not messing around. It's not like they're scattering these dudes to the freaking lineup, the lineup, Schwarber, Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskins. Here you go. Here's our big boys. We took the picture. Now come see us play a ball. It's going to be fun, okay? And we want these guys to bang. And inevitably, there's going to be a time where it's cold and, and they're cold and they don't look good. But when this lineup is right, people are going to be buzzing about it and there's going to be balls in the stands. And John Cruck had a great quote about their defense, which we talked to about a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, you know, people always ask, who's going to catch the ball? And he said, the fans are a lot of them when these guys are hitting those bombs. I was like, let's go, Cruck. That way, that way, Crucky. Way to come up yeah, with it. He's a um, <laughs> Did you hear that they were wearing t shirts today on the field that said, I don't have a college degree. I hit baseballs. Let's go. God, that's awesome. That one, that one goes right to my heart right there. Right. That's enough to make <laughs> you love them right there. So, yes, they are, they are going to be like the freak show of all freak shows, both great. And sometimes disastrous, and it you won't be able to take your eyes off of them. That's why I made them my. There's there's your shirt. I love it. <laughs> I don't have college I degree. It. I hit baseball. Oh God, it's so good. Get around this energy, people. Like it's gonna make you more confident just being around it. Okay, this is just a walking ball of high T level confidence. And there's another thing. I mean, I know the Dodgers are going to be great. I just yes. know it. You know it. We all That's know. the problem. Right? <laughs> so we're going to kind of take them for granted. But with Philly, you want to see them be at least very good. So at the minimum, it's a three-team race in that division. And if the Marlins can somehow put the ball in play enough, maybe even make it four teams that at least tinker on the edge of interesting. Right? 
I hope so. That rarely ever happens, but yes, I hope right. so. Well, we had four teams last year in the American League East. It's true. So there you go. Recent history even. All right, pick one starting pitch up from the weekend to go to. Where are you saying, okay, I'll buy a ticket. I'll watch this one. You just mentioned the Marlins. It's Sandy Alcantara versus Logan Webb. Good one. You know, two, uh, I mean, Logan's really young. Sandy's pretty dang young himself. Like, these are two of the two of the better pitchers in the game and, like, are going to be that for a long time. So we're going to see this matchup for, what, the next seven years? I don't mm-hmm. know, six, seven years. It's great. Uh, two guys that are studs. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I, um, I regretted not making Logan Webb my Cy Young pick out of the National League. I was trying to go a little bit off the beaten path. I should have gone with him. I went with Aaron Nola instead. Aaron Nola's going against the Oakland A's. Let's go, dude. Set the tone. If you can't get through this lineup today based on what they've done, please don't make me regret it after one day. Uh, For me, I'm going to go just down the road in Anaheim. Saturday night, I'm going to go see Justin Verlander take on Noah Syndergaard in the battle of guys who haven't pitched. You know, Syndergaard's thrown two innings since the end of the 2019 season. Verlander's thrown six innings since the end of the 2019 season. So... Uh, I expect Verlander to be Verlander-ish. Maybe even if that's only 80% of Justin Verlander the last time we saw him. Noah Syndergaard, I don't know what we're going to see. I want to see greatness. I'm hoping for greatness. I think he is fascinating, uh, both as a physical marvel and when he's actually throwing the baseball well. But I'm just curious. Who wins in a, who, who wins in a fight between those two guys? Come on. Six five two thirty five for JV. Now, what is Noah? Oh, he's. I know like Noah six, always takes his shirt off and stuff. He's six eight. He's six six two forty two. He's got yeah, one he's inch just, and seven pounds on him. Uh, where I have a Thor bobblehead somewhere. I think I think JV's sneaky, like maybe doing jujitsu or something. He's had he's had a year to off. Like maybe he took it up as a hobby. Would you ever bet against a guy whose bobblehead looked like this? It's pretty good. The cape. It's pretty good. And everything. I mean, come on. It even has the Thor hammer on the mound. This guy would just shoot in with a blaster. So, yes. I'm sorry. I report the news. Who <laughs> is that? You? It's me. <laughs> look at how thin I look. Yeah, that's a long time ago. They really. That wasn't nice. Speaking of which. You know what comes in handy? Mm. My Muggsy jeans. That's right. They're the most comfortable men's jeans on the planet, built with a proprietary stretch denim. They look stylish, but they feel like you're wearing sweatpants. And I can tell you this, as a guy who has battled weight issues over the years, I hate buying two sizes of jeans. If I like a pair of jeans, I just want them to fit. Sometimes I've been a little thinner. Sometimes I've been a little more dad bodish. But the Muggsy jeans are great because you slide them on and they stretch with you. So if you're in a bad way, like I am right now, I can still wear something that looks great. And my wife thinks I'm hot. So I put on my I got like these grayish ones. I'm taking them on my trip this weekend. They're going to be freaking awesome. And she's going to go. Those look all right on you. Like Muggsy hooked you up. That's that's a secret. For all the guys out there, always look hot for your wife or try to at least. They are they are the most damn comfortable jeans ever. I slid them on the first time. I was like, this is awesome. So not only do we want you to look great and feel good about who you are, whether you're struggling with your weight 
or you're in tip-top shape, go to Muggsy.com. You're going to get 10% off your entire order using the promo code TODAY. That is Muggsy.com promo code TODAY for 10% off that order. Feel good about yourself. I got a jean jacket from them, and I like it. Okay. It's very comfortable. Is it stretchy Olivia, depending on if you did biceps and that? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty swole right now, C. Rosie. That away. You're hiding it in the sweatshirt. Don't yeah. do that to me anymore. All right. Uh, best thing you saw from opening day was what? Uh, my guy for the uh, Atlanta Braves, Spencer Strider, come out and absolutely throw cheese. Oh, my God. People. That was going to be one? one of mine. That was going to be, but only because of his mustache. Great stash. Okay, like like this Braves team <laughs> needs another arm out of the bullpen. I know Luke Jackson went down. This guy's stepping up, throwing 100 at the top of the zone. I mean, there was a lot of great things on opening day. We could have went Otani versus Framber. Framber was great. Lights out. Like, what else can you say about Framber other than he's just magnificent? Uh, but my favorite thing was I, I didn't really know who this guy was. We talked about him, but when you watch him pitch, it's like this guy's going to be a problem for a long time. Five strikeouts in his two innings of work. And I don't know how he got his mustache to do what it did. It looked like it was uh, it looked like it was one of those fake ones that you get from the store on Halloween. Seriously, look at it. It looks like two. It looks like two. It doesn't match his face. I, he's got a little comb. He's got the oil. There's no doubt he takes care of that thing. That is not some nasty mustache with a bunch of Fritos in it. Okay, that thing is bearded up or oiled up. Yeah. And looking nice. He looks too young to have a mustache like that. And he, I like this part too. Like, plus that. It's not Uh-oh. just the mustache. It's a pirate stash because of that. Okay. So I was thinking about him. And I hate to do this to one of my co-hosts on the Chris Rose rotation. But since they won the game, I don't have a problem with it. Juan Soto's home run off of Trevor May was mm. unbelievable for two reasons. One, May's reaction was unbelievable. He throws the ball, and when Soto swings, he's like, ah, he gave it one of those. I'm sure I will talk to him next time he's on the rotation <laughs> about it. But the reaction of the kid that caught the ball about yes. 17 stories up, and then his dad saying, that's my boy. That's my boy. Look at dad. Dad puts both fists in the air. That's my boy. Yes, that's my boy. Like, I missed so much of that. I love that. That is, I mean, that's the exact reaction that you want to see. And, like, that just shows, I mean, baseball is so special. Like, the bond that they have because of baseball. I'm sure they play all the time. And then him for him to go make the catch on a Juan Soto homer on opening day. You know they talked about this, too, when they got those seats. They're gonna be like, they were like, we're going to be on the row here, right in front. Juan Soto, my blast one. Are you going to be ready? He's like, yeah, I'll be ready, Dad. And then it happened, bro. That's why you bring your mitt to the game, kid. Right yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. I have never caught a foul ball or a home run. Can you believe that? I can believe that, yeah. Kind of ruined I it. I can. Huh. I can believe that. Okay. Hey, Spencer Strider. You know where he was born? Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. You guys, something that's in the water the, out there. Yeah. That's where all the great players come from. Just telling you. Okay. You know, grew up in Tennessee, I, I believe, though. So. Yeah, that's true, too. We also leave Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Get too so we, big for cause, it. Because it's supposed to snow this weekend, my nephew said in Cleveland. I'm like, out. Enjoy that. We'll come visit you in July. The Love one it. month where the weather's okay. All right. Um, let's move on to Spencer Strider's teammate. Ronald Acuna, 
he tried to backpedal a little bit with that Instagram live that he did. And he said the media blew it out of proportion. You know, I, I did say some things about Freddie Freeman, but other things I didn't say. Well, they translated it and, and he did. Well, Freddie Freeman was already scheduled to do an interview with MLB Network. And so Greg Amsinger asked him a few questions about what was said, and here's Freddie's response. I love Ronald Acuna, and I can't wait for him to get healthy and get on the field. And, you know, I, I, I saw the eye black situation. Um, you know, it's just when you put on a Braves uniform in that organization, there's organizational rules. Uh, you don't cover the A with sunglasses. You don't wear earrings. You don't have – you have your hair a certain length. You wear a uniform out on the – during BP, you know, you don't have eye black coming down across your whole face. Those are just organizational things. So I was one of the older guys that did have to enforce those kind of things in the clubhouse. But um, those are kind of – when you put on a Braves uniform, those are kind of what happens there. So Your thoughts overall? It's a nuanced situation for sure. And there are organizational rules. And, you know, maybe Freddie did – you know, have to do that as a veteran player there. And I'm sure McCann and stuff like that was, was also involved. Um, but at the same time, some of these organizational rules are just silly. You can't cover the A with your sunglasses. Well, guess what? You need your sunglasses sometimes during the game. And sometimes you don't. Some guys like to wear their sunglasses, you know, when it's sunny. And if it's not sunny or a cloud comes over, they take it off right away. It helps with their play. The eye black, silly rule. Who cares about eye black? So, like, I get where Acuna is coming from, too. He comes from, um, you know, a different country where things are done differently. He does, he, he's coming from somewhere that doesn't see the eye black as, like, anything other than, like, him putting it on for fun mostly because if it's down there, what, like, what is it? It doesn't help you any differently than it's right here. It's just fun. He's being himself, and that's totally acceptable where he's from. But then you come over to the Braves organization, and there's these organizational guidelines. So, uh. I wish Acuna, these are things that probably need to be said in private and not on IG Live. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. You know, if he wanted to voice his displeasure, he could have told Freddie, and maybe he did. You know, when he's a rookie, that doesn't feel good. I've been part of stuff like that. I've been told things that you couldn't do uh, when you're a rookie. And some of them I thought were stupid. And some of them I thank goodness someone told me. You know, there, it, this is a really interesting situation because you don't want guys hazed at all when you come up, but you do need leaders and veterans to show you kind of how to go about your business. The big leagues is tough. There's a lot of things that come your way where if you're not prepared and no one's told you, you might do something stupid. You know, there's just, there are just things that you need to be taught. So like, I understand Freddie, his perspective on that. uh, But the things that they chose to do, you know, I'll be at their, organizational guidelines are just kind of dumb, especially in today's game where we've definitely shifted more into like a personal uh, type game. So, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. Again, opening day, and here we are uh, having to talk about it. But I think there is mutual respect between these two guys. I don't think there's like a bad blood, bad relationship between them. Yeah, I I imagine it was a working relationship. That's what I imagine being. And let's remember, Ronald Acuna came up when he was 19 years old. When you're that good at something at 19 years, it's hard to tell kids ages 15 through 25 anything. I got to be honest with you. Like, I deal with that. I've got two kids that are in that age range. It ain't easy. And they're not superstars. They are not elite at what they do. So I can only imagine what it was like trying to deal, you know, with Ronald, who had his own thoughts and wanted to be his own guy. Two other things. One, you already covered. Why do we still have some of these archaic rules, man? 
it's so dumb. Like yeah. part of the part of the way that we can expand the interest in the sport is letting guys be whoever they are. And I know some of you are going to scream, well, they let Ronald wear his chains. Yeah. So let him be whoever the hell he wants to be there. As long as he's staying within the parameters of the team, not making himself bigger than the team. And you might say, well, that's what the eye black things about, or the hair, the same length or wearing the right shoes on a road trip that Freddie Freeman went on and talked about how he got dinged in 2016 for wearing the wrong type of shoes on a road trip. That sort of stuff does not make you a better team. It doesn't. It's such bullshit. That's eyewash. It's old. It's not old school thinking. It's old thinking. We all have to make progress as a society. The other thing I got from that, Freddie Freeman was really hurt. You could hear it and you could see it in his eyes. He was really hurt because for a decade plus, he was the face of a franchise. He unexpectedly left. I think he thought he was going to stay. He didn't. And now he's getting trashed. And that's a lot for him to handle over the last several weeks. And it hurt him. I think you're right. I mean, definitely, you know, he comes from that organization where he was just the guy. And I don't think anyone's ever said a bad word about Freddie in Atlanta. He comes to L.A. and like before he even gets to play his first real game, he has to deal with this. Mm -hmm. And having the interview scheduled was like. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Like for, for him to be able to prepare and know he was going to get asked about it specifically on this one show by one person, I think uh, maybe it was a, a good thing for him because he got to Probably. Like, yeah, think about his answer and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he's been a guy who has, has stood in front of his locker and answered stuff. It's a nuanced situation because I agree. Like it, It's a team sport. It really is. And, and we talk about chemistry all the time. You have to have good chemistry. So now there's a fine line. You want guys to feel really comfortable when they come up, but at the same time, you have to teach them about a routine, about what uh -huh. you do in the big leagues, because that is valuable information. There's not one player in the big leagues who says, we don't need to listen to the veterans. They don't know what they're talking about. That's bullshit. You have to, you have, to, if you don't do that, you will be lost. I promise you. Veterans are so important. Uh, but as veterans, and I had to learn this myself too, there are some things you just got to like forget about things that you had to do when you were a rookie that you don't have to pass on that to these rookies times change and you have to change with them. You have to, you want to make these guys feel comfortable. There are certain things you can still tell them to do again, as a veteran, you, you have to take it upon yourself. You are the person that knows what's going on and understands the big leagues. So you have to help change and make these guys feel comfortable. Yep. I, I, I love your word of nuanced. It's not so simple, but I understand why Ronald felt that way. And I understand why yeah. Freddie's hurt right now. I get it. I mean, I can't imagine somebody sitting me down and wiping it off. That would, that's embarrassing. That is, you know, it makes you, it makes you feel like, you know, inferior. Like I, I totally. get it. So like that sort of stuff, you don't got to do that. You could just, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, you probably could have put, probably could have handled it better. Probably could have pulled him aside. Hey, listen, just to let you know, it's not exactly the way we do things around here. Whether you think it's right, I think it's right. Doesn't matter. It's just the way we're doing things. And as long as we're all doing it together, because, but I guarantee you, some old head is going to come out today and say something stupid about it. it happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, baseball today is also presented to you by our good friends over at Manscaped. Baseball season is underway. So we've got all the freshly cut grass, everything is manicured on the baseball diamond. Why don't you manicure yourself south of the equator? Go take care of business. They got the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It is as hyped as it's the Mike Trout of trimmers, right? It can do everything. Clean yourself. Go get yourself taken care of. Thank you. Don't forget about the weed whacker. That's the nose and ear hair trimmer. 
and gets in there, cleans it up. Ploof, thankfully, doesn't have an issue. Rose, a lot of issues. So I got to use that thing. Comes in handy. Also have the Crop Preserver. It's the anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. The Crop Reviver. It's the spray-on toner for your balls. Believe me, you want to have yourself feeling clean. Weather's getting better. You might be going out having a good time. Let's go. Take care of yourself. Most importantly, Manscaped has actually teamed up with the Cancer Society because it is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. And did you know that this is the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35? So they have a new initiative. It's called We Save Balls Initiative. You got to check yourself regularly. If you feel something weird down there, go see your doctor. The life you save might be your own. So this is all brought to you by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use code word baseball today, 20% off and free shipping. That's at manscaped.com. All right, before we get out of here for the day, let's give Joey Votto some credit, man. Yeah, He just continues to break out of his shell, joins social media, has done some amazing TikToks, some amazing IG videos out there. And then on opening night, at the home of the defending World Series champs, he wore a mic on the field with an earpiece so he could talk to Carl Ravitch and the guys in the ESPN booth. Hey, Ozzy, what do you think about me getting a diamond, a diamond tooth? Go for it. Okay, yeah. there we go. Go for it. Yeah, why not? Get it. Man. Okay, all right, there you go. He was great last night. So, are you more interested in hearing Vado mic'd up like once a week? or be part of his social media team that devises his little skits. Oh, I don't want to devise any skits. I, I, I'm, I know you're, I knew you were going to show that he deleted that. All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see this once a week. I want to see it from more players too. Like as long as players obviously have to agree to it. uh, And it's not interfering with concentration. Like what the Reds just, went out there and won last night with Joey doing it. I think if he does it and shows that you can have success doing it, other guys will do it too. And it's just going to change the way that we watch baseball. It's going to freshen up the broadcast. Uh-huh. It brings people closer to the action, closer to the game. And it gets the, gets the mic out of some of these guys' mouths that we don't want to hear talk. That's my favorite part. It's great. I'm not saying that game specifically. I'm just saying there are guys I don't want to hear talk. I'd rather listen to Joey Votto or whoever wear the mic and talk about the game because guess what? They are literally in the game, and you can't get any closer than that. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It was really well done. Uh, I would love to see more and more of it. Listen, it becomes sticky if a guy's getting knocked around for the inning, and all of a sudden it becomes a 20-minute inning, and you're like... You turn the mic off. No, I know. You say, hey, guys, I'm done. Well... Got to focus. Actually, the the announcers would step in and be like, hey, Joey, we really appreciate you doing this. We're going to let you get back to work. So that's the sort of situation that would come up. Um but yeah, it was perfect. And I actually found the little nuances of playing first base amazing. I was fascinated by what he was telling us what he was doing. Uh, I thought it was great insight for people. Even if you know, hey, there's two outs. Uh, we got a full count. I'm going to play behind Ozzy. But I loved hearing him tell his pitcher that, hey, behind. And all just all the little stuff takes us down on a, to a perspective we are just not privy to as fans. Yeah, and I like that that you uh, notice that. I tell people all the time, first base isn't that easy uh, easy of a position. Like, there's a lot of responsibilities. You're lining mm-hmm. up different places all the time. So, Joey uh, demonstrated that very well last and week. And I love the last thing he said is, you know, at eight, he talked about how Brady and Rodgers and LeBron are still excelling in their late 30s or even 40s. He said, I don't want to be a DH. That's not what I want to be. I want to be a first baseman. He takes it very seriously. So, he would stop himself before every pitch. Boom, boom. He's ready. Like, 
it was like he flipped a switch and went from Joey Votto TV guyer to Joey Votto first baseman, which I thought was pretty cool. Well, he better, Chris. I'm going to say this right now. He better. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying with the ease with which he did it. Yeah. was It was pretty impressive. I just have to tell you that. Um, what do you have on John Boy? You know what? See, Rose, this is our last ever half hour edition of Baseball Today. Next week, we start up a whole hour long every single day. So that's yeah. coming out. Um, and then this is the last week of only two talking baseball week. Next week, we're going to three, the mm. series recap plus a Wednesday fun episode. So things are about to get crazy. Um, but uh, this weekend, nothing. I'm going to watch a bunch of ball. I got a, I got a Little League game, all that good stuff. What about you? Uh, the Austin Hedges, um, is out. He is our newest member of the Chris Rose rotation. He is hilarious. He's all over the place, which is a great, great thing. So make sure you consume that. Just take Stephen Brault yesterday. He gives you a health update. He is with the Cubs and he was fantastic as always. So that'll be coming out on Monday and I will not be with you on Monday. It'll be Pete Boyland. Um, I'm going on a little vacation with my bride. I got to go to the, you've heard about this vacation. You are jazzed about this vacation. And rightfully so. Hell yeah. I got to go take care of my manscape. So with all that being said, a special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.